Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Tazi. Thank you so much for being here today. Guys, it's the season finale. I never thought I'd see this day of a season, the season finale of season two after almost a year of filming this season. It has been an absolute pleasure and I thought I had to have one of the best simmers come be my season finale and I'm so excited to have Danielle Builds here today. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are so sweet. And I'm so excited to talk about all things Sims, my favorite subject. Oh my gosh. Oh my I'm so excited to dive in. But I want to thank I want to thank my listeners. You guys are amazing. And I got it. We got to start this off. Uh, Danielle, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your Sims history? Well, I'm 21 years old. Um, I live in Alabama. I just bought a house and I'm getting married this year. So my life is super duper crazy these days. Um, but going back to when The Sims first was kind of introduced to my life, mm -hmm. I was about seven years old and my older sister was sitting on the wooden chair playing The Sims 2. And I was like, I remember they were swimming and I love the pool. Mm -hmm. Like I was mm -hmm. like a mermaid when I was little. I still am. I love swimming. So I was like, oh, are those little people swimming? And she's like, yeah, it's called The Sims. They're little Sims. And I was like, what? And so she was like, here, just sit on my lap because I was really little. And I was watching and I was like, can I play? She was like, yeah. So I remember I clicked on the sim and then I saw their head. And like whenever I clicked on the interactions, their head would follow it. And that's like one of the first memories I have. It's like burning in my brain. So every now that I play the sims too, every time I see that little head following the mouse, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Still seeing this. However many years later, and The Sims 2 is still my favorite Sims game, by the way, because I can never get tired of it. Mm -hmm. um, also, sorry if you hear my dogs in the background. That is They're, okay. I have the zoomies all the time. So, oh, sorry. Um, so, then I remember Sims 3 came out, I think the same year that I started playing The Sims 2. Because okay. I was born in 2002, and The Sims 3 came out in 2009, right? Yeah. So yeah, I remember my sister was like, a new Sims game came out, and I was like, what? And then she downloaded it, and then, oh my gosh, that whole summer was just me, plus The Sims, plus eat, sleep, poop, that's it. That's it. That's all I did. And I never got tired of it, and I'm still not tired of it. I don't I don't think I will ever get tired of The Sims. I just have a, such a strong connection to it. I just love it. Um, so fast forward to 2021, um, TikTok was kind of big, like starting to get really big then. I was sitting on my couch watching iCarly. I had my laptop on my lap playing this in store. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I, I've always loved iCarly too. So I was like, let me build the iCarly apartment. So I started to build, but then I was like, wait, I should like record the process on my phone and post it on TikTok because maybe people will like that. <clears throat> so I did just that. The quality was not good at all. So I was like recording my screen with my phone. Mm -hmm. So I posted it thinking nothing. And then I woke up to 7 million views and 40,000 followers overnight. And my stomach hurt and I was sick and I was like, oh gosh, people want more and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, and like I, when I was younger, I always wanted to be like a YouTuber. 
mm-hmm. but I could never find my niche. I tried doing the vlogs. I tried doing the challenges and never went anywhere. So I never thought to do Sim stuff. I don't know why, because I loved watching Sims YouTubers, but I guess I just thought I could, nobody would be interested in watching me because I'm, I live in Alabama and nobody cares about people in Alabama. So <laughs> I have a weird mindset. Um, So when I posted that, I had so many, like thousands of comments please do a part two. You have to finish. You have to do upstairs and Spencer's room and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. So then when I filmed that second video, I I think it took me like seven hours to do it. And it should have only taken me like one, but I was so meticulous. I'm like, if I mess up, people are going to hate me. I'm going to lose all this fame that I have. and I'm going to cry. And I was super sensitive because it was so many emotions happening at once. Like waking up to all those followers, I, like, I was sick. I was excited, but I was scared. Um, so I continued doing the iCarly series, and that was up. And by the end of that series, I had 80,000 followers. And then I started doing different shows like Hannah Montana, like building the houses from the shows, Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Jesse, Good Luck Charlie, all the classic Disney, Nickelodeon uh, shows and movies. And then I had 100,000 followers, and I started getting brand deals and making money so I was like okay okay but I was still working at a grocery store like Mm -hmm. full-time so I couldn't really put my all into TikTok and and Instagram and YouTube so um sorry my dogs are literally being so bad so I then started working with grands um and that's when it started picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, then flash forward to, um, I don't remember the exact month, but like towards the middle slash end of tw- of last year, 2022, mm-hmm. I quit my job at the grocery store. And I was like, the reason I quit is because I just hated it. I was stalking shelves and I'm like, what am I doing? I, All I want to do right now is play The Sims and make money on my TikTok because that's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. so that was my mindset for like a year I was like okay let me just quit so I did um I put in my two weeks by the way I didn't just leave <laughs> so um then I just went home and immediately started posting more videos and by then I had like 500,000 followers I did my first big brand deal with DoorDash and Dunkin Donuts and the money I made from that was eye-opening and then I looked into it and I realized that what I had been charging before was not enough so I was like wait am I supposed to be charging like this much money for one 15 second video like this doesn't make sense because whenever I hear that I'm like that sounds like I'm scamming the company but no they want my like they want my follower that's why they pay so much and that's like nothing to them obviously because DoorDash is a really big company mm-hmm. but I felt bad like I don't know but um now today on TikTok I have 600 something thousand followers I've done three partnerships with EA and it was so fun and I the first partnership I did um they ran my ad like it had my face in it at the beginning Mm-hmm. They're still running that as an ad on <clears throat> Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, Hulu, 
bunch of other random places. And the way that I get multiple messages a week with a screenshot of the ad or like a picture of someone's TV, like, I just saw you in an ad. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I know I did that, but it's still like, shocks me because it's like scary like uh, how many mm -hmm. people are seeing my face every day <laughs> it's so cool though and super excited I got to do that um so yeah that's kind of kind of where I'm at now I'm I make the money I make now is definitely not stable because some months I can make like five thousand dollars and then I'll go three months without making really anything so it's not stable, but it is livable, and it's able to be my full-time job. Well, D Danielle, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, there's a there's a lot to unpack in oh in, yeah, and that's in that a little bit. Um, you 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 touched on stuff that I was gonna I was gonna touch on a little bit later of like how does it feel to be basically everybody's dream when they start yeah. wanting to do Simstagram is do yeah. this as their full-time job. Um, but yeah. you also touched on a good point that it's not the financials, not sustainable. Yeah. Most of us have yeah. nine to five jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really glad that you touched upon that being like, Hey, like money does come in, but it's not every month. Cause most people think they get like a million views on TikTok and they don't go pay rent. No. It's gone viral. No, that's not how no real life works. Um so you I we'll start at the beginning. So you played Sims 2. Have you ever played the original Sims? Yes. I did not grow up playing that, but I play it every now and then like these days. Um if it was out if Origins played the Sims the first Sims as a complete collection and the Sims 2 as a complete collection, would you buy it to play it again? Yes, I would. See, I, I, I think that's a good, like, I think that's a good answer because so I, when you said you were born in 2002 and that makes you 21, <laughs> I'm going to be 30 this year. So I, I was born in 1993. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my, I'm like, that's what makes 21 year olds is 2002. I know it's shocking to me too. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, enjoy your twenties. Honest to God, oh. my twenties are the, have been the best years of my life. And that's usually guys, the twenties and your thirties are the best. Yeah. Um, but um, a lot of people never didn't play the Sims one when it came out. Cause like I started playing the Sims in 2003 so you would have been oh, wow. one years old, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but I was 10. So, oh, um, yeah, so I grew up playing the Sims one, um, uh, at my best friend's house because I'm <laughs> convinced that the Sims is a gateway drug into gaming because it's everybody's <laughs> best friend or sister that gets you into it. Yes. I have yes, never met really. a person that it's them that got someone into it. It's always somebody else got them into it. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So I would love to see it come back because I would love to feel that nostalgic moment again. I did mm -hmm. a podcast yesterday uh, all about 2000s nostalgia and we covered a good chunk of stuff. You know, like the classic, I like reading like the classic Disney shows where like oh just for us, it was Lizzie McGuire, Even Stevens, That's a Raven. Like that, that was mm -hmm. our classic uh, shows. But the number one most nostalgic thing that everybody talks about is the, the Sims one. 
the original Sims. That was on everybody's yeah. like, and I was like, we don't feel nostalgic about it because we never gave it up. We've been we've been doing this yeah. for like twenty years. Um, but I, I, w- I would want the generation that didn't get to experience it right when the first they come out and play it, but I would be so scared that it wouldn't hold the same value as it did when we were kids, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Now, I know you, Sims yeah. 2 is your favorite. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I Sims 2 is also my favorite. Out of all mm-hmm. the iterations, it is the best game, especially when it came out, because it was there was nothing on the market even close yeah. like it was like windows pinball was the closest <laughs> fun thing maybe yeah um why is the sims 2 better than the sims 4 in your opinion the gameplay the quirkiness the aesthetic the nostalgia just the overall vibe the fact that i never get tired of playing mm-hmm. um of course, after like a 15-hour session, I'll be like, all right, it's time to get off of this game. But with The Sims 4, I struggle with gameplay because it's like, I kind of expect everything. Like, my Sim gets pregnant. I'm like, yep, I saw that coming. Sim dies. I'm like, okay, whatever. But The Sims 2, it's like, stuff happens and I'm like, oh! oh my god like I'm genuinely shocked and I'm excited and it's fun and I laugh and I cry when my favorite sim dies like the emotions that I feel have such a strong bond and connection with the game but the sims 4 I don't have those same emotions with the gameplay Mm -hmm. but I will never get tired of building I love building in the sims 4 I will say that like building in The Sims 4 is beautifully stunning. The visuals are just stunning. The graphics are stunning. But you touched on a really good point about like the the lore and the drama and the chaos that was in Sims 2. You're starting to see it get a little bit in Sims 4 with cottage Mm -hmm. living, with the the townies from that pack, and even a little bit from growing together. Like you're you're starting to see that come back in. But you, you touched on a good point. Like I stopped doing gameplay in The Sims 4 years ago because it was so boring and it was so predictable. There was no like true. Ca- I mean, there there is there is chaos, but you have to make the chaos. Yeah. You have to do a not so berry challenge or an ABC legacy challenge or a zombie legacy challenge or a Disney legacy challenge or yeah. any legacy challenge to create drama. I just kind of feel. And now EA has come out with scenarios, which to me, yeah. that was already challenges. That That's just their version of challenges. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to create challenges to feel something in The Sims. Yeah. Like, right? Um, yeah. So what is, like, if, like in The Sims 2, what, like, obviously you love the gameplay aspect, but like, what was your favorite true like moment of the sims 2 like what is that core moment when a streaker came like flailing his arms up with the with the censored body and he just comes into my sims room and dances next to them and then stares at them and then dances and then runs off i was dead i was (laughs) i actually recorded i so I use cheats in The Sims 2 to like shift click on the mailbox. Yeah. And I filmed one for my TikTok and 
I had to I had to put a plumb bob over his body and I had to like go frame by frame because every time I tried tried to upload it to TikTok, it was like we have detected nudity and you and I'm like, no, it's censored, but okay. But yes, I recorded one for my TikTok and it was everybody was like, Oh my god, this is so funny. Why have I never seen this? I think it came with a pack, like university or whatever it's called. Um but that was the poor memory and every time I think about it I just laugh. Like The Sims Four would never do that ever. No, and like also with The Sims Two, like the little details, like you know, whenever you get in the car, like the if it's an older car, it'll like shake. Like just the little things I could go on and on. It's just the little things The Sims Four mm-hmm. will never have probably, and if they do, it'll be a forty dollar pack. <laughs> Girl, I'm glad you said that because I know I know you and Daddy EA like each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy EA don't like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true. It's 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 very especially with the the news that came out this week. I've been really trying to not like beat a drum on it because these podcasts aren't coming out till much later in this year. It's potentially early next year. Um, the horses, and because with the CD keys, they released the the thumbnail of like, oh, yep, this is a this is gonna be horses, and it's coming out July. Um, for us in Canada, that our expansion packs are seventy two dollars with tax. That's a lot of money to have horses. Now, yeah. I got to ask, I mean, if we do get horses, by the time this comes out, we'll already know if it's true or not. Do you think The Sims 4 needs horses? No. I agree to an extent. I, I agree to, like, it's, it's difficult because I'm a storyteller, so I need the horses because there's okay, really, yeah, there's no CC really good option. Like, there are options for, for CC horses, but they're just not real. Like I want I sim to get onto the back of the horse and and go away instead of because like the two CC options is an actual just CC horse with poses or it's Mm -hmm. Felipe the horse and it's a mesh over the bike. And so so you're on the horse, but it's technically the bike and your bike (laughs) goes on and it grabs the ears for the handles and it literally is like going back and forth. Again, it's amazing for Instagram storytellers, but if you're a machinima creator, that is very hard to edit out that you're just grabbing the horse's ears (laughs) and riding your bike, okay? So I I wanted for that, but I I think it's crazy that if it actually is an expansion pack, they're going to make people spend lots of money on horses where it could have just been added to Cottage Living. Yes. Like, whenever I see a new expansion pack come out, since I haven't been doing much gameplay, like, if the expansion pack is, like, Cottage Living, it's, like, the main thing about that pack is the fact that there's farm animals. Yeah. But the only thing I was excited about, oh, my gosh, new build mode items. Oh, my gosh, new opportunities for me to make new builds and new vibes and little cottages. And, like, with the horse pack, if that really is a thing, I'm excited for the build mode item, build mode items. And I, I will be getting it strictly for those items. I'll probably try out the horse thing because I'm really interested to see how that works compared to The Sims 3 mm-hmm. because I was obsessed with making like a little cowgirl with a, her little cowboy boots and getting her little horse and she's like on her mommy and daddy's mansion farm vibes and yeah 
So I it will not compare to that. I already know, but we'll see. <laughs> I I feel like nothing can compare. Like Sims two and Sims three, they're significantly better than Sims yeah. four. In my personal yeah. opinion, minus graphics because Sims three graphics are fucking yeah. petrifying. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah also you can swear on this podcast it's okay like, you, you, there, this is not censored no, I know I'm a ha- very bad potty mouth so that's okay this is maybe the same TikTok you can swear and say boobies all you want because <laughs> I've interviewed a couple TikTokers okay, now that they're like I can't I can finally be free and I'm like you know it you this you can be free on here um yeah like I like it's not gonna be the fucking same okay like it, it's not and I, I I'm excited to have like the Montana ranch style vibe because we don't really have we have the world which is Oasis Springs kind of like I guess I wouldn't even say that it's kind of more yeah. of like Arizona yeah desert ish but I would be I'd be curious to see what the world would look like if but I could see them being like oh well there's no world it's just horses I could flat out see that yeah because I mean, if they give us horses, cars, fairies, oh my gosh, horse, Sims Four is done. That gets they've wrapped it you up. They put a bow on it. Um, which I've actually I've never had an opportunity to talk to you about it. But I, what are your thoughts on Project Renee? Do you want it? Oh my gosh, I do want it. I do. I'm excited for it because the build mode customization. That's why I'm excited. The color wheel, the the way that you can like drag out furniture, make it smaller or bigger. Like I need that so bad. The way that my content would thrive, I already know. The money would be great because, you know, um, the money also, the money is not the reason I make content. That's just a huge plus because for two years, I was not getting paid at all. Like, but I knew eventually one day if I just keep going, this can be my job. So if money was the reason I did this, I would have quit two years ago. So I just wanted to say that a lot of people are like, they have like misconceptions about why I do what I do, but I genuinely love what I do. That's why I do it. The money is just a little bonus. So anyway, um, yes, I want Project Renee, even though it won't be out for however many years I am ready for it when it's ready for me okay can I propose to you that it's actually not sims 5 it is just a builder's game and it can you can just build and let's just leave it there and let's have let's keep let's let's fix sims 4 and just have sims 4 be the last iteration and then project renee just literally be like the sims building game because and that's kind of really all they were showing because like we obviously see the color wheel and the decorative pillows and the blankets and you can customize the bed shapes and the couch. And I, I loved to see that because I scream on this podcast all the time is how come in, in decor to max, we got a fucking vortex into the wall, but I yeah. have to download CC pillows. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Throw that out there. But I, 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 I'm, have you seen what the Sims look like for Sims five? so far um I don't remember I think I have but I really don't remember off the top of my head they're petrifying oh wait no I have it looks like Abby Lee Miller that one girl yes 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 I have seen I when you said petrifying I got the image in my head yeah it's petrifying 
And yeah. I, I honestly, I honestly thought that when they were going to announce Project Renee during like two summits ago, it was going to be the plum bob of what the plum bob was going to look like. Yeah. And nothing else, just to kind of tease. And then they kept showing building stuff and building stuff. And I'm like, how petrifying are these Sims if they are not showing the Sims? And then we got it. I was like, this is like nightmare fuel. And then they, again, they keep showing the same leaked photos yeah. of, I'm, that's what I'm concerned of. I'm also, I'm just not ready to spend another thousand dollars on yeah, packs, right? Um, and also, I, I also want to bring up, you also touched on a good point of not doing this for the money yeah, and sticking with it. Um, this podcast has been going on. Well, at this point, almost two and a half years by the time this episode comes out. I wasn't, I didn't, I thought I could, I just liked bringing the community together. And it took a, t- it took a while to get some traction, but I finally got my, I have two, I have a sponsor. I've had two sponsorship deals now, hey, which is, so it, but I don't do it for the money. It helps, no, yeah. it helps pay for things. Yeah. Like, but doing stuff, but I, like I, I guess I work a full-time job. Like I work on Monday to Friday, nine to five, eight to four, eight to four. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I think, thank you for sharing that because a lot yeah. of uh, like, like my nieces are just like, we want to be like internet famous. And I'm like, you don't. It's not as simple as posting a few videos and getting millions of views. Cause even if that does happen, you're not going to make money for a long time like unless for some reason your brand new account that looks suspicious if you're brand new and already getting like all these views if you have a sponsor reach out they're gonna probably lowball you because they see that you're new and you're not gonna know what you're doing and they're gonna be like i'll give you a hundred dollars and be like oh my gosh a hundred dollars no if you like uh, i used to make i used to lowball myself i think i said that like i used to be like hey i'll take 150 when i should have been taking like two thousand Mm-hmm. because that sounded so scary to me and I'm like this is too much I'm scared but I'm like why did I Danielle why did you do that you're so stupid <laughs> just take the money if they're offering it just take it and even offer higher always offer higher double what you think double the worst they can say is no let's do this instead and you're gonna be like okay it's so funny you say that because I remember when you had it was, it was the keto candy sponsorship oh the smart sweets smart sweets and you were like I was if I remember correctly you're like I should have gotten paid more I I used to be a social media manager so I used to deal with get like I was on the other side of giving people contracts to okay to pitch our stuff and knowing your followership I don't know how much they paid you for that I have to assume they lowballed you they didn't pay me anything. They didn't pay you anything? They just said, um, you'll get a commission if people buy through your link. And like, if somebody places like a $100 order, I'll get like $4. The most I've gotten is like $6 from the like, how many, like a year, over a year since I started doing that. Yep. So yeah, whatever. I advice to everybody listening as person who hand used to hand out contracts ask for money and first do not ask for a promo code yes you don't want a promo code it's gonna seem so cool because your name is available to be typed in on a big website no it doesn't matter 
you're going to get less than $50 probably. Yeah. Especially if you're like a newer content creator with like less than 10,000 followers, you're going to make pennies if that. Mm-hmm. Like even me with over 100K followers on Instagram, those code things, they're not, no, less than nope. $10 for me. Like, yep year it's not cool it's not cool now if they offer your promo code with a base pay on top yes 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 yes, um so my sponsorship i can't get into how much they pay me because i have i've signed an nda but they negotiated with me not for promo code but um how well the posts do a percentage and i flat out said no you're gonna give me a base pay i do this for a living because I had to show them my, because I got it because of the podcast, because I, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a lot of listens more than like my YouTube and Instagram, but mm-hmm. I had to, pr- I had to show them my insights. I had to show them where people are listening from. I had, well, I did show my Instagram insights at that time. And they were like, yeah, so we'll, we'll give you a percent like a, for how the, I'm like, nope, you're going to, we're going to do one flat rate. Yeah. And then when I proceed to go to the next level. Either I get a flat rate or you send me the a product worth that. Yeah. Money. You don't, it's not one or the other. It's either you pay me or you give me a product worth it. And it, it it's scary because a lot of kids now are getting picked up on TikTok really quickly. Like I posted a throwaway video on TikTok. I don't know. Cause I haven't posted my, my TikTok and ever because I'm old and I don't like TikTok because I'm old <laughs> and I have ADHD and I just like, by the time I, the only reason I'm on uh, TikTok right now is to watch Vanderpump Rules stuff. If it's not Vanderpump Rules, I ain't watching it. <laughs> so um, I just sort of put, I had like 3000 views. I was like, my previous videos got five. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand. There's no in between here. I have like five followers on TikTok at this point. And it's, but the thing is, it's, it's start you you start to get up quick, and you have these brands trying to take advantage of you because you don't know, yeah. and you're just so excited to be yeah. like, oh my god, like guys, I've made it, like I had my first sponsorship deal, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the next James Turner, I'm gonna be rolling <laughs> in this fucking money, little no. me and little Simsies are just gonna call it, we're just, I'm just gonna call her Kel, <laughs> and like we're gonna be best friends, um, but that's not true, it's. No. it's I get people all the time. They'll be like, Stassi, I think you'd be the best ambassador for coffee. I have the same people reach out to me every week. And I'd say the same thing back. I live in Canada. This is a US-based company. If you listen to my content, you know I don't drink coffee. So why would you think I would be the best influencer? Because I wouldn't be. And it was weird. Like I had something like my mom called me an influencer this past weekend. And I was like, I'm I don't influence anybody to do anything besides scream at EA to have better representation okay like that is what I influence people yes I don't want to sell products I don't know like how like how does that feel for you right I don't want to sell products now like making ads like with the working with EA like I'm technically selling their products because I'm like hey buy these packs because they're on sale or you know yeah but like I love The Sims and I genuinely, that's all that my content is about. So yes, I'm going to sell that product because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But if it's like the Smart Sweets thing or any other candy or coffee or food company, uh, unless it's like Coca-Cola or some gigantic company, I'm not going to do that. 
right? I, I, I was very picky and choosy. So I, 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 too. I was part of Cold Eight's 12 Days of Christmas last year. So I got- Oh, cool. Here's the thing though. I, actually, I still have the product here to remind myself. I got the kids day. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Okay. I legit got kids day. I got the kids stuff. Um, and then I got, I got Paw Patrol stuff because all the people listen to me are moms. Oh, and then, but I just, I just got like for, for being a uh, Canadian, uh, I got Chapman's ice cream, which was a huge deal. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I will plug this shit. This is my childhood. (laughs) But I'm also, if if Adobe, you looking for something, call me up, call me up, I'll I'll take a free membership for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that when you say Coco. Okay, so Jen here, marketing manager. I'm gonna give you a sponsorship deal with any company in the world. Who are you going with and why? Oh gosh. If I hadn't worked with EA already, I would say EA. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks. I know okay. I said I'm not work with like coffee, but Starbucks, I mean, or let me tell you my top three. Starbucks, Coca-Cola. Mm, or hold on my brain is like flipping through all the brands that I love hold on <laughs> um oh maybe like apple oh. that would be huge that would be huge they don't really work with a lot of people I don't see influencers working with them so that would be like life-changing and weird but maybe <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I think I would say Adobe, Netflix, um, and McDonald's. Ooh, oh my I literally have McDonald's in there. That's what I got for breakfast. Oh my god, girl, you're you're okay. So I <laughs> me and so me and Nardville and Jannard, we're currently mm-hmm. doing no sugar all month. We are t- oh. we are eleven days into no sugar and low carb. I would give my left tit right now for a sausage <laughs> muffin and an orange juice. I literally just had the hotcakes with syrup. Oh. So. Describe <laughs> it. I want some food porn. Just, was it good? <laughs> Anybody <laughs> listening be like. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, but I used to hate like the butter and like, I used to just eat them plain, but now mm. I do the butter and then the, the freaking, um syrup and then I cut it up and then and it's still mm. warm the butter's all melted oh so good my stomach's like caving in. <laughs> <laughs> gonna make you relapse on your sugar oh diet. no I were me and Nard we're in it man we we have we every day we we check in with one another well, that's so good that you like, have like an accountability partner it was literally it was both of us we were in the midst of doing our sobriety because I have two yeah. stories I have uh unplugged which is this and then I have real life with Stassi uh which is what we talk about real life topics and Nard has actually been on all five episodes as this is currently being filmed but as as this will come out there'll be more um and we were like let's do let's do a no sugar let's do low carb let's let's do it the month of June and we literally talked about it in the sobriety podcast and then we're like, we're going to stick with it. And that's um, yeah, rough. But I've lost like eight pounds in oh, wow. like 11 days. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm I'm only eating chicken breasts, almonds, 
lettuce and strawberries (laughs) for me (laughs) um but I want to switch topics we'll we'll come back to sims in a little bit um we're both getting married this year congratulations thank you um you look well put together you don't look like you're pulling your hair out I'm pulling my hair (laughs) out currently (laughs) because so like I'm getting married in September you're getting married in October correct yeah yeah and Nard's getting married in November so um how's the how's the wedding planning going okay I know you don't physically see me pulling my hair out but mentally it's in the front of my mind all the time like Danielle you owe this much money you gotta book the cake and the flowers and you gotta go get your dress um the sleeves added to your dress and the boob part fixed on your dress (laughs) like so many things have to be done but all the big things are done like the photographer's book the videographer's book the venue is booked the hair and makeup is booked um the only thing we have to do is finish paying it off Mm -hmm. uh, get the cake done or I don't even know what kind of cake I want I'm very simple like I just want one of those little minimalistic like Mm -hmm. barely even barely any icing on it because I don't really like icing but um and so what did I say the cake Oh, and flowers. Yes. Which I'm kind of worried about. I don't know if I want real or fake flowers because I don't know. Can, can I offer you some advice? Yeah. Okay. So don't use real flowers. Um, Anybody who's listening, this comes at me, don't care. Um, Real <laughs> flowers are really expensive. Yeah. Um, I bought, so I used to be a, a, a manager at Michael's Craft Store. You've um, worked everywhere. What? <laughs> I have worked everywhere. Oh my um, gosh. On my resume, like my actual, if I did a full resume, I have had 40 jobs since I've been 15 years old. My gosh. Spanning from Disney princess, because I used to go to birthday parties pretending to be a princess. Um, I have taught dance. Um, I used to be. Yep. I used to be a sales manager for paper. So basically the office, I'm living out the office dream. Um, I have done literally, I've been a graphic designer. I've been a social media manager. I I have my red seal. So I'm a chef. I've worked. I, I've done a lot of things. I've never wanted to live. I've just, I'm in a, I don't know. I've always just wanted to have a unique life. I never wanted to be my real name, Jen being this. Like right now I have a job where I work in the fire industry nothing where I went to school for like nothing but it pays yeah. just as much as a marketing job if oh, not wow. right so it's anyway anyways interesting long story short so when I used to work at Michael's um I had we had custom flowers you know you could get custom flower arrangements and the lady mm-hmm. who worked at our center was named Robin and she owned her own flower shop for 40 years and then she sold it to her kids and she basically she was like a retired lady but just wanted to make flowers on the side and she told me don't ever buy real flowers for your wedding they die three days later and you just spent three thousand dollars on dead flowers three days later buy buy silk flowers good silk flowers they last forever but then what you can do after return of investment sell them Mm, okay so that's what we did I went to Michael's got like because I've been engaged since 2019 and we were supposed to get married in 2021 and 2022 but the, but the pandemic oh yeah moved and shifted things so I went on Michael's when they had the spring because if depending on what theme you want to go for spring and summer have the best time 
are the for like purple, white, and think flowers. Anyway, as long as I ordered them, it cost me three hundred and fifty dollars for all of my flowers. Oh, and then, wow. And then I'll turn around and sell it after. So my advice to you: you don't have to take it if you don't want to, but go fake. Take everything that you can get and turn around and flip it after. Make money back off the stuff you bought. Oh yes, I definitely need to do that because yes. we. Weddings are so expensive. And if you have a budget, you're going to go over it. Just know that. <laughs> Can I ask you what your budget is? I'm just curious. Yeah, my budget. So it was around like, this is going to sound so low, but it was like 7,000. We wanted to go low because we knew we were going to go up. So if we said it like 20, then yeah. we would have been like, oh, we have 20,000. No, let's, we were like, let's do seven or eight. And so ended up being about 13. Mm-hmm. Um. Reason being is like kind of low still is because our venue isn't technically a venue. Like it's at my family's um, neighborhood. They have like a, it's like a gated community. It's very nice and pretty. It's on the water. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this place called the, there's like Spanish moss trees outside everywhere and it's super pretty. I grew up going there every summer and I love it. So I was like, let's just get married here. Like whatever. Yeah. So my aunt who lives there was like, I'll pay for the venue. I'll pay for the clubhouse. Cause it's not even expensive. It's just like a couple, like 20 bucks a night, I think. So, but to rent it out for a wedding, of course, once they heard the word wedding, they're like, yeah. oh, let's add a thousand dollars. But I mean, she still paid for it. So that was really nice. Um. So yeah, I still have about $6,000 to pay off, but yeah hey I got you I thought ours was gonna come in at 20 mm-hmm. I think we'll I think we'll end at 25 oh wow I think that's where we'll end the venue is most of that so yeah because we want like what you're doing is smart listen to Danielle don't do what I did don't <laughs> don't get a venue where it's like 150 pop ahead okay don't do that it's expensive mm-hmm. But um, at the time, I mean, I live in Ontario. There's not really much. Either you get married at a barn, a golf club, which is where I'm getting married, or in a church. Those are your three options. That sounds like Alabama. That, that, <laughs> those are our options. And I was like, let's think outside of the box. So I live in Alabama, but we're getting married in Georgia. So Georgia is like to the right of Alabama, just above Florida. Yeah. Um, we're getting married in south of savannah georgia which is like it's in a city called townsend it's right on the edge of the i don't know how to word this like the where the water ocean starts mm-hmm. um so yeah it's like a six-hour drive so uh, oh also invitations i have them here i just have to like mm-hmm. i order them on zola so it comes with the envelope and the invitation but you have to put the invitation inside the envelope and close it up and add the stamp yourself so I so that's what I have to do this week I'm gonna get Andrew my fiance to help me because I really don't want to do that we have like 60 invitations and we're inviting like 150 people but I only expect like 70 to show up if that yeah six hours away like that's a big commitment Mm -hmm. Hey, I, that's actually something we're in the same boat. I'm about to get my invitations made. You're a little further out than me if you're sending out invitations now and you're getting married yeah. in October. Um, we should get our invites back by July. Um, I, I'm going with, because I used to work in the print industry, I know insiders that I can still get 
very cheap stuff. Um, we're gonna do gold foil, and the only reason I can do that because I'm only I'm only paying a dollar dollar ten an invite doing it that way. Yeah, right. Um, but we are we finally figured out last week that we're we're inviting 130 people, and I truly only think that like a hundred will show up. That's like still so many people. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. Um, but our 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 venue has a minimum hundred, so. 85 show up we still pay in 100 right so yeah it it, that's something brides or grooms or anyone getting married yes pay attention to that like make sure like we were just like oh like finding 100 people won't be a problem um it gets harder when you get older to try to find 100 people to invite yeah that's not just like family and like second third and fourth cousins but um, I saw you said yes to your dress. Uh, what was it like putting on a wedding dress? I, did you cry? Um, yes. Well, okay. This is going to get emotional. Okay. I did cry because my mom passed away when I was 13 and we always talked about like going wedding dress shopping. And when I put my first dress on, I just started crying and I, everyone was like, Oh, are you so happy? And I'm like, yes, I'm happy. But I was really sad. Cause if I said, no, I miss my mom. Then everybody would be like, Oh no, Danielle, let me give you a hug. And then I would have cried even harder. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just lie. <laughs> so yes, I cried during the first few dresses. Cause I was just really emotional, like in a bad way. But then when I found the tears, and was happy for me and oh my gosh the dress that I got I'm gonna try not to spill too many details even though I wish I could just literally show you a picture right now but I never ever 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 thought I would get like a fitted mm-hmm. any type of fitted like in my head I've envisioned myself like in a ball gown or like a mm-hmm. something that flares past the waist yes but the girl that was helping me try on dresses after I tried on ball gowns, she was like, let me get you a mermaid. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I put it on and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, that is not my body. Like what happened? What? Like my stomach was not there. And I'm like, hello. Like I I'm overweight. Like I'm very curvy, but with that comes with like a belly Mm-hmm. And sometimes I look pregnant at certain angles because I carry my weight in my stomach. So whenever I turn to the side, like the fabric is so thick and nice, it just flattened. And I'm like, what? who am I? Oh my God. And then I really like looked really close at the details and I'm like, oh my God. And then I started crying. And I'm like, this is my dress. <laughs> and there's like a picture of me crying. I'm like doing this to my eyes. Oh, I started crying because you put the veil on. I yeah. felt like I was on Say Yes to the Dress. I love that show. But um, yes, I cried. Good and sad tears. You definitely have to sh- send me a picture after. I will. Yeah, because I, I I, I got you. Um, I never wanted a body tight dress. I didn't go with a... I went with a ball gown. Oh, I went with, yeah. I, I went with an, a, an older style. So like my dress is from like 2007. It's it's a classic beaded princess. Timeless. It's timeless. Well, that's exactly it. It, I wanted to look back at my wedding photos, and it could have been any time period. Yes, Uh, that was very important to me. Um, so there was a lady that was closing up shop, and she had her entire basement was covered in dresses. So I went, and all dresses were three hundred and fifty dollars. 
So wow, I went and I tried a whole bunch on and I went with my my mate, my maid of honor and my man of honor because I have both because my best friend is a guy. And it would be so weird if he stood on my fiance side because (laughs) he's my best friend. But like my fiance is also having a girl on his side because that's his best friend. It would be weird if she, yeah, it'd be weird if she stood up on my side. Not that I don't love her dearly. Yeah. But it's his best friend. Anyway, as long as I just, so we went and I tried on a couple dresses and and then she comes in. She's like, she's like, I was saving this one for the special person. I mean, she's a salesperson. I'm sure she says that to everybody. But (laughs) um, as someone who's on sales, yes, you usually say that. But she's like, this is something, this was one of my special favorite ones. Try it on. So I put it on, it fits my body perfectly. And she's like, it is from a Greek designer. He made it for the, lo- like he and pictured what his wife would be wearing. And my fiance is Greek. So as soon as she said that, and she put a veil on me, I fucking cried. <laughs> I cause, like say yes to the dress. It, like, cause I used to be a TLC girl. Okay. So Friday nights is cake boss and say yes to the dress. So I never yes. missed a Friday. Uh, I was like, <laughs> Bitches don't cry when you put your wedding dress on. I put on. Right? And I was just like, okay, I bought it and it still needs to be altered. And then, but I compromised because I wanted a long sleeve wedding dress. It's always. So do I. So I bought a second dress off off Facebook Marketplace for $75. Has the $1,000 price tag still on it. Her her her, uh, her man cheated on her, and she wanted shit gone. So I bought this dress offer for seventy five dollars, oh. and it is stunning. So wow! I, and then I had a third dress I'm going to change into after that. So I have the the ball gown for the reception, the long sorry ball gown for the ceremony, long sleeve for the reception, and then me and my fiance won a bridal shoot for free a couple years ago because I wanted to see what like I'm a pretty pasty white person I was concerned as shit putting a white dress on me that I would just look dead (laughs) no oh yeah I looked dead (laughs) fears are true I got I gotta change the hair color because it's just it's too light it's light on light on light right so anyways I I, we did the shoot it was really nice so I, I still have the dress that I bought I'm gonna take it to the shortest layer and just make it into a dancing dress all night because as soon as I'm on the d floor I don't get off the D floor. I dance the entire night away. And I don't know if you see on TikTok that um, brides are cutting their dress with fucking kitchen scissors no. at like 8 p.m. at night because they want a short dress. I will not be doing that because my dress was $3,000. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Um, But once you see it, you'll be like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, There's yeah. A There's a lot happening with it. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, the, if my, if the dress, I, I got it for three fifty. If I had to pay full price, it was $5,000. Oh, wow. Cause it has uh, an, a nine foot train built into the back. That's detachable. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, cool. And I'll, yeah, okay, I'll show you the pictures, but, um, I would never spend. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I know that's a, that's a used car. That's yeah, <laughs> talk about the scams that bridal shops do, and just basically, yeah. So when I tried on the dress, fit like a glove, and also 
the sizes and wedding dresses they I don't know if it's different in Canada but <clears throat> I'm usually around like a 14 16 18 sometimes yeah. a 12 like you know how sizes work these yes. days so I was expecting to get like a 14 or a 16 in a wedding dress and they were like no you're gonna have to go up to like a 20 or 22 yeah I'm like, oh, if I can't wait and I haven't realized it and they're like no you just wedding it's dresses wedding dress run sizes. super 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 for my mind to know that I have to wear the size because I'm like weird about sizes and stuff I shouldn't be but I am so I don't remember what size I put out I think it was a 20 or 22 but it fit like a glove and I was like okay so they were gonna order that same dress because they have to keep the one that I tried on for display purposes yeah um so they were like I saw her write down on like the order sheet like 26 and I was just looking and I'm like I was like, are you, what size are you ordering in there? She's like, oh, we're going to go up a couple sizes just so you can have room to grow into it. I'm like, wait, what do you mean grow into it? I'm not a fucking toddler. Like, what do you mean? And, and she's like, well, we always order a little bit bigger. I'm like, okay. Then I go home and I think about it. I'm like, oh, you're ordering bigger so that I can pay a thousand dollars in alteration so that you can cut it up and make it fit perfect, even though it already fits perfect in the size 20 or whatever. So I went to try on my dress the other day because it came in, like my dress came in and like, it was like cupping where my boobs are. Like I looked down and I could just see my boobs and like on the side, it's hanging off of me. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel good in it. Nope. Like I didn't cry in it. I wasn't really happy. And the girl was like, you don't look as happy as you did when you first tried on. I'm like, yeah, because this doesn't fit me. And she's like, well, we're going to alter it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And you're going to charge me like five million dollars probably to make so, to make you to alter even though the first one fits yeah, just fine I yeah. I get it adding like so say it's a 20 if they can do like 22 ju ju yeah, literally. just in case yes because let's be honest when you're playing the wedding like I uh, I was playing the wedding and the pandemic I gained 45 pounds and I, I looked like a completely different person me too and I've lost it all now, um, but it's just like it's stressful. Like you maybe get a get a tiny bit, but not not or, three or four sizes. Yeah, because um, my wedding Same. dress is a twelve, and it's yeah. it's snug now. Um, I'm turning. I'm I'm altering it to have a corset back because. I'm having, I, I want to be able to feel comfortable while I'm in that. I don't want to have yeah. a zipper compressed. And to be honest with you, I just kind of want to have chicken nuggets. Okay. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get blown. The night before my wedding, I'm eating chicken nuggets and an iced tea. Okay. I'm going to be fucking bloated yes. walking into my wedding. I'm already, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing the 48 hour detox for your night no, no. before your wedding. No, no. I picked a dress that would fit my body. I didn't yeah. pick a dress that I would have to change my body for. Yeah, me either. Uh, um, and I, I know you talked about something about um, the sizes, girl, I got you. I thought I was going to get a fucking size six. And they like put on a size 14. And I was like, what the fuck is this? No, like, I'm yeah. not a 14. Um, so I've spoken openly about this. So I used to have an eating disorder. Um, I was actually rehabbed for it before I was Aww. 18. Um, yeah. I was going to die. I was, I was so skinny. I was staring death in the face every day. And body dysmorphia, I've always had it. I, I look in the mirror right now and I think I, I, I see I'm 700 pounds. I look like, and I know like a movie that really resonated with me in the last year was whale. Like, Oh my gosh. I oh my God. Freaking bald I, my I bawled my eyes out. 
I fucking bawled my eyes out. Like it was, it was so like, it's, it's so hard to, when you have, when you're in your mind like that and you just yeah. look and you're just, you're never happy. Like last year we went to a cottage. I, I, cause I used to be a two piece bathing suit girl. But when I gained yeah. a lot of weight, I said, you know, I'm still going to rock a two piece. A girl came up to me and told me I was brave. She's brave for saying that to you. I turned around. I was like, the healthcare professionals are the people that are brave right now. I'm, I'm just doing me. Have a great rest of your life. I was brave. And that comment has sat with me for over a year now that I was brave. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. That is awful. It's just weird. You would, you you wouldn't, you like, you wouldn't show up to a skinny girl wearing baggy clothes. Yeah. You're brave. You're so brave. You're so brave. Yeah. No, or it's just, oh, it's gross. And then it, it, again, it pries on your insecurities as women because we're we're all compared with one another. And yeah. the, cause like, we're like, oh, we're supposed to be curvy. Oh, we're supposed to be skinny. Oh, well you, now it's cool to have boobs. Now it's not okay to have boobs. Now you need to have a butt. Now you can't have a butt. Like it's the fuck, like it's always continuously changing. And then we compare ourselves to the Instagram models that we see on Instagram being like, well, why can't my body look like this? And then yeah. it, it takes a minute to realize that not everybody is like that. And it's also photoshopped. It's photoshopped. It's not real. Right. Yeah. But like, especially for dresses, like they cry on you because you just, that's that moment, right? You're the bride. We want the dress to fit. We want to fit like gloves. We're going to order it a couple sizes bigger. We're going to, no, they're just more money. It's the wedding tax. Yeah. I swear to fucking God, I'm tired of the word wedding tax. Yeah, just like I was saying, like with our venue, like yeah. as soon as we said wedding, we're like, oh, wedding, you're wedding. We're gonna charge like fifteen hundred more than we said. Yeah, but if it was like I'm having a party with a hundred yeah. people, it's a celebration. <laughs> oh, cool! It's a celebration. Two thousand wedding yeah. fifteen. Mm-hmm. But it's the same like with wedding cakes and flowers and everything. It's yeah. So I stopped saying wedding. I oh, stopped, yeah. You just I have stopped. to say it's a like an event. I have an yep. event. I have an event. I'm, a, I'm an event coordinator. I'm just planning an event. And this, yeah, I learned that too late. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I have to ask this because I was just talking about this with my photographers this week. Are you guys doing first looks? Um... At first, I didn't think I wanted to, but now I think I want to because I saw a TikTok or some kind of video or maybe a post where someone was like, I'm so glad I did a first look because it took so much stress off of each other, Mm -hmm. like just seeing each other because you love each other so much and just looking at each other, you're able to be like, okay, I'm going to be okay because they're here. And, you know, I think I'm going to because I am a very anxious person and I just know I'm going to be a mess that day like for the first part of the day because mm-hmm. um, I just want everything to be perfect. And then, you know, once I see Andrew, I just know that I'll be like, ah, okay, everything's fine. Everything will be fine. So yes, I think I'm going to. I, I like that. I was, I was anti it because I want our first reactions to be in front of everybody, but we're going to do a first touch. Okay. I saw that too. Yeah. So there's a giant like old wall because it, it like where we're getting married was like an 1812 building. It's a very old, old building. So there's this, and we're going to stand on the other side of it and hold each other's hands and read a love letter to each other just to have that special intimate moment because everyone keeps telling me they're like, make sure that you make time for you and Jason 
on your wedding day because you're going to be pulled in so many different directions. Oh my gosh, yeah. So just like try to find those cute moments. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let's do first touch. And then yeah. we literally just like have that cute moment to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited to hear all about your running. I'm excited to see it. By the time this comes out, we'll already be married women. I oh my think gosh. we're going to have a husband when this we're going to have a husband. Ew. <laughs> I, so just, I just want to just, I literally Jason last night, um, he was at um, a, a party and he was messaging me and he's like, I, every time I think about you every day, if I had a flower, I would have the garden of Eden because I love you so, so much. And my life, it has, you've improved my life so much. And because of you, I am the man I am today. Oh my God. I was like, not me tearing up. And I was like, holy shit. And like, we've been together for seven years and people think we're in our first year of like dating because that's how still in love we are with each other. Like we hang on to each other's last like words when we speak. Oh, that's so sweet. I've been with Andrew. It'll be seven years next month too. Oh my gosh. You like, you are legit high school sweethearts then. Yeah. I was 15. I, it was on my 15th birthday when we met. That's cute. Yeah. That's so, that's so cute. Okay. I got to ask if you want to share. I know you met on your 15th birthday now, but like, was it a birthday party? Like, was he just happened to be in the same room? It was okay. So I, it was not out in public. I was like, this is so not romantic, but it's, this is just going to be the modern day, like how people meet their husbands. Okay. So you're going to cringe at this and I'm sorry to anyone who's listening. Cringe alert. Okay. So I I'm sorry. That's okay. I was on Snapchat <laughs> being the flirty 15 year old just turned 15. I'm about to get my, my driver's permit. I'm so cool. Um, let me post like, let me send to everyone. Um, it's my birthday. Um, add, I think I was on Instagram and I like posted, add me on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And so somebody added me and then I started getting like mutual, like friend suggestions and I saw this guy named Andrew and his little bitmoji was cute (laughs) I was like let me add him and so I uh added him and then we just started snapchatting and I thought he was weird and stupid and annoying I'm sorry Andrew um he was creepy and weird but then we met in person and it's like, oh, okay, I'm just stupid and I don't know how to like interact online. So in person, he was so sweet and cute and not creepy or weird at all. I'm just crazy and I interpret things the wrong way. Um, but he is still nerdy, but like in a good way. So we met in person at the mall, but I had a boyfriend at the time that we met. So we were just friends just mm-hmm. me and Andrew were just friends like I had a little boyfriend not even really a boyfriend because we didn't even kiss or hug we just like were friends but we called each other boyfriend and girlfriend mm-hmm. so then he ended up cheating on me which whatever so <clears throat> then Andrew like started becoming like obsessed with me but not in a creepy way just always texting me every second of the day and I was like okay Andrew's like he likes me And so he came over to my house 
and we were like in my room we were just hanging out and I was like are you hungry he said yeah and I was like I'm gonna make you a sandwich <laughs> and I did and that's still like a joke to this day because like go make me a sandwich you know what I mean so um <laughs> then we went outside and we had been talking for like a couple months mm-hmm. and we were like sending hearts over text so it was getting serious and then we, he was like, let's go outside. And I was like, why? And then I got butterflies in my stomach. Cause I was like, oh my God, he's either about to ask me out or kiss me or do something crazy. I'm scared. So I was like nauseous. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> my heart was racing. I was so scared. And he was like, Danielle, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, <laughs> and then at that same spot outside, like a few, a couple months later, we had our first kiss out there. And then we literally just turned on music and we just hugged and danced for hours, hours, hours. We were, I mean, we still are so in love, but that we were so in love. We were so young. Gosh, we were so young. But I just, it's so weird to think back. Like, I thought I was so mature and old back then. But now I look back, I'm like, you're so stupid, Danielle. You were a baby. I'm still a baby. Like, I'm going to look back on this podcast years later and be like, Danielle, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah that's kind of how we met and our little story not the most romantic thing but it's kind of (laughs) romantic oh I love that thank you for sharing do you want to hear how me and Jason met yes okay so you heard you're like you know how this is classic love story anyone in their 30s baby know how we met we met on tinder (laughs) (laughs) oh my Um, god I had just gotten out of, so I dated my high school sweetheart um, from 15 to 23. Uh, He um, decided that he wanted to sleep with everybody that was not me. So um, we, we broke up. I didn't know he cheated on me at that point. I was just, I had fallen out of love with him. I mean, the relationship had literally just run its course and I was like, okay, well, I'm 23 years old. I'm on my own. I'm living with my roommate, which was my best friend. I have my life put together. I haven't been single since I was 15 years old. So I don't know how to date because oh I dated. That's so fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I joined Tinder, sewed some oats because girls got to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just, it was October 16th, 2014, uh, sorry, October 14th, 2016, when my fian- my now fiance messaged me. But the night before, um, so adding lists to jobs I used to be a ba- obviously still a baker went to culinary school for baking um and I I used to do it like on the side so I made 250 cupcakes for the international adoption day um so I they're cat and dog themed I got I, went, I got like it was like really late I got I went to bed late and I woke up to this message and it was from Jason and I didn't like I was at this point I wasn't even learning names like mm-hmm. I, I was Bob the Builder. There was naked <laughs> for you. There was mustache guy. Like I, like I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Like I was just like, sing. And I also was like 90 pounds, soaking wet. I had abs. I was like crop top. And like as soon as I left uh, my ex, I lost 250 pounds in one day, and then I lost 80 pounds later. Like I, like, oh. I lost him, and then lost all my my angry. <laughs> Oh, I had a revenge body. Like I had the definition. I love that body, because um, I wanted him to know that you will never. You know, like Taylor Swift. Like I bet you think about me. 
I bet you he thinks about Mary still. Oh, I know he does. Oh, like he, there, he leveled down. There was no ever leveling up from me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, I know we've only been talking for an hour and I'm, I'm not usually that cocky, but when it comes to him, he, whoever his was. Sometimes you dad. just have to be cocky. It's not always a bad thing. Right. Um, so anyway, so I started messaging and Jason had a purple mohawk in his photo because he was a oh song. My goodness. So I was like, it's purple mohawk guy. <laughs> he was the teacher. He was fucking smart. <laughs> and that's literally because it's like I'm a teacher and like he's like I like I was from Toronto but I live so I message yeah. him and he's like I like John Oliver Batman and Sailor Moon because that was in my profile I was like I like I, I, I'm not your typical girl you'll meet I'll make a dinner we'll talk about John Oliver and we'll watch Sailor Moon I don't mm-hmm. do hookups anymore bye and yeah. he's like I like all these things and then 20 minutes later I'm like let's just let's just text and then mm-hmm. we continue to chat and then that is like we're now looking at one I I, I was going to work because I used to work one to nines and I was like I want to meet you I want to meet you tonight and he did he's like oh, he canceled all of his plans I met I went after work I went and then we went for a, bar, a drink and as soon as I met him I was like we are twins <gasps> we, are the, we are the same person he's a little older than me he's three years older than yeah. me but we're twins. We talk the same. We walk the same. We're cut from the same color. Yeah. But I was so concerned that we were so similar that it just wouldn't work out. Mm-hmm. But as I go back to his house, we watch Rick and Morty because he, he questioned me being a nerd. Because I was like, I love Rick and Morty. And he's like, and at this time, like, guys, like, don't come at me. Like, Rick and Morty was like the oh. niche nerdiest shit. Okay. Like, this was like five people watched Rick and Morty. This is before it was, before Rick. It was cool. It was before it was cool. Cause he watched yeah. Rick and Morty and I, cause I know the inter, intergalactic cable, the two brothers song. So like two brothers in a van in a meteor hit in a brand as fast <laughs> as they could from giant cat monsters. That's when <laughs> things got knocked into 12 gear. Like I knew the whole song. So he puts it on and I start probating from word to <laughs> word. And he's like, okay, like you're like legit. So anyways, I meet him the next week. I have bronchitis. I was the sickest I'd ever been in my twenties. I have to cancel oh. on him. But I was like, I can't, can we go in a couple of days when I feel better? And then I met him again on the following Wednesday. And then I got, I got myself invited to his Halloween party. So we're two weeks Aww. in, he kisses me on Halloween. I'm the sluttiest cat. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was like, what am I going to be a slutty cat? I, you know, like, the, you know, like the Lululemon, like running shorts, but girls just yeah. put them under dresses. No, that's what I wore. I wore those shorts and I oh. wore a a lace bodysuit. Oh my! Bloody makeup, and I <laughs> six-inch heels, baby. I look like Love a cattle it. walking down the street. And he <laughs> he opens the door, and he and some girls like, "Who are you?" Because none of his friends had met me. I was like, "I'm here for Jason." He like pushes that bitch out of the way, looks at me, and he's like. <laughs> you can do that um and then uh our first kiss was that night and then he was going to ask me to be his girlfriend on november 8th 2016 for anybody who remembers that day that is the day that donald trump became president so we waited the next day so we would not be constantly reminded the day that we started dating was the same day (laughs) donald trump was president (laughs) and then we've been we've been inseparable ever since oh that's so sweet oh it's like 
I mean, relationships are hard. Like no one ever talks to you like what it's like to be in a relationship, especially when mental health comes into a factor. Yes. Oh my gosh. So like, I've been wanting to bring this up, but like you said that you were worried about like being too similar. Well, I was worried about that too, because Andrew and I literally like, I I say all the time, we're literally twins. Cause like now that we live together and everything, like he'll, we'll be watching something or we'll be talking about something and we'll just be like, say the same thing at the same time, literally without missing a beat. We, it happens multiple times a week, sometimes multiple times a day. And I'm like, this is scary and gross. Stop. Stop. But like, I secretly love it. Cause it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I was worried when that first started, we've always done that. But then I got to know him more. I realized we're not so similar because when it comes to emotions, mm-hmm. I am very open and, um, I feel things extremely deeply and very strong. When I cry, I'm going to boo-hoo and tears and snot everywhere and spit, spitting. Like, I, when I cry, I cry. Even if it's over the stupidest thing. And when I'm mad, oh, I'm mad. And when I'm happy, I'm very happy. And Andrew, I love you, Andrew, but he's so... I don't know how to say it. The opposite of what I just said. He's sad, whatever. He's mad, whatever. He's happy, whatever. Like, if he hurts my feelings on accident, I'll be like, you hurt me so bad. I hate you. Why would you say that? And he's like, sorry. Like, he doesn't see it. I'm dramatic. Like, if you couldn't tell. So if he does something stupid, like says, I don't know. I'm like, you hurt me. You broke my heart. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but if it's something really serious, which is like rare, mm-hmm. I'm like, Andrew, you genuinely are pissing me off. I hate you. But like, he knows I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, Danielle, please. I'm like, can you just be dramatic with me, please? <laughs> oh my God, Danielle. I think, okay. I, was an, I think I'm an actress in another life. <laughs> so it's funny you say that so my fiance hard on a sleeve man that cries doesn't look like a man that would cry he's got a man bun he's got a beard he's a burly (laughs) man um he feels things like he'll literally just be like like jenny like i'm having a really rough day just and i'm like and i'm like how can we fix i'm a fixer so i'm like talk to me how do we fix the problem not now i know after you know counseling and like you know he just wants me to listen. He's the one yeah. who fixes his problems. He just wants me to listen. No, I'm like, Andrew, I had a really rough day and he has a hard time. Like he's not really up to par with like mental health. Like he's so normal, quote unquote. Like he doesn't have any, I mean, everybody has issues obviously, but he doesn't have any major issues. He doesn't have He's not diagnosed with anything. And if he went to go get checked out, he would not be diagnosed with anything because he's so perfect. Like his mind is just, you know, normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, SpongeBob, hi, I'm normal. That's him. Yeah. He's that little norm guy. <sighs> and I have a spicy mind, I have OCD, I have anxiety, I have depression, I have binge eating disorder. That's why the whale really, really, mm-hmm. the scene where he's just, Oh, no, no. I was bawling my eyes out. I'm like, this is how I look all the time. 
and it was really depressing. So anyway, when I was watching, we Andrew and I watched that together, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm like, like crying, and he's like, Why are you crying? I'm like, Because that's me, and he's like, No, it's not, and I'm like. That's how I look in the kitchen when you're asleep, Andrew. You don't see it. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be hard, especially if something that like me and Jason used to fight about a lot is he would be really upset over something and I couldn't understand Yeah. why. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, to me, spilt milk. Yeah. But knowing my mind, you know how you're like, oh, like I'm Spongebob, I'm fine. I'll be like, oh man, I'm so mad right now. Okay, so like it's literally like a Sims anger. Like, there's no repercussions <laughs> with me when I'm sad, angry, happy. Like I'm usually just pretty. Sad. I try to live a very positive light. I usually yeah. spin things around. I don't negative thoughts when they creep in. They come right out pretty quick. Um, where with him, negative like stays in. I we used to play this game at my old job called like, Would You Rather. I mean, everyone plays the game, but my coworker is like, Would you rather be happy or dumb, or smart and sad? And I literally looked at her and I said, well, baby girl, I'm, I'm happy, dumb every day. Okay. Brain cells ain't come to save me. I asked the question to my fiance and he's like, happy or dumb or sad or smart. And he's like, Jenny, I love you, but I'm sad and smart. I'm sad and smart every day. I'm always very sad. And I was like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Like it, it, it was just like in that moment of just seeing on the other side of, my mind is always like, you know, like the new Barbie movie coming out. Mm-hmm. That is my mind. Like, it's just always <laughs> so happy and pink and always, I'm a glass half full person where yeah. for him, he could look like, oh my God, like everything's dying around me. It's like Eeyore. Me. Yeah. Exa- well, that's exact. Winnie the Pooh versus Eeyore. Winnie yeah. the Pooh can't resonate with Eeyore. Eeyore cannot resonate with Winnie oh. the Pooh. Because there are two different mind states. It's crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah. Also, I'm like, you're not crying, right? No. Oh, okay. I heard I heard a sniffle and the camera cut out. I, I was have like, allergies. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I don't make my guests cry. No, no, no. I promise I'm okay. I just, okay. I'm constantly sniffling lately, especially like moving into this new house. There's like years of dust and cats and I'm kind of allergic to cats so yeah that's why I mean it's also crazy that like girl you own a home like I said the top of this congratulations <laughs> you. What, what, like, was this like a long time in the coming of buying a home or did everything just kind of like fall into place okay a little bit of both so like whenever we were like a couple years into our relationship we were still only like 18 and 19 yeah but we were like let's start let's just look at houses and see what's available like just for fun because we can't have a house right now we're still in school but just let's just see what our options are in the next couple of years so we started looking like <clears throat> I guess like four or five years ago but not like seriously looking just getting an idea of what we're going to be working with um and then whenever I turned 19 I was still living at home mm-hmm. but I really wanted to move out so we looked at houses and we just could not find anything at all like everything was super over budget or and the ones that were at our budget were like they had to be completely demolished and redone because they just did not have good bones they're like rotting and there's mold everywhere and there's just like what so then whenever so I moved out and got an apartment I settled with an apartment which I really did not want to get one 
because it's just a waste of money in my opinion because mm-hmm. you don't own it I don't know but I got an apartment I moved in August last year moved out this month um so we started really looking after the first couple months of living in the apartment because we were like okay I'm tired of paying this rent because we could just be paying the same amount for a house yeah or less like I lived in a two-bed one-bath apartment it was like 1400 a month and then our house payment for our three-bed two-bath now is like 1600 so 200 more a month for another bed another bedroom and another bathroom and you own it and you have a big yard and you know um so we started looking and we're so lucky to have Andrew's mom's best friend she's a realtor Mm -hmm. and they've been best friends since Andrew was like seven years old so we knew to go to her like hey this is how many rooms we want this is where we want to look this is our budget and so we start looking together a couple months ago we start touring houses um we never find anything we like. Like from the pictures, they always look so good. But then whenever you go, yeah, you can tell that the photos have been like edited. Um, so then we go see this house, and we were like, "Yeah, this one is just we're just gonna go for fun. We're not gonna like this one because the pictures it looks so bad, like old and I mean old isn't bad, but it just looked gross. And yeah, know, like, the, like it had stains on it. So. We came and toured this one, and when we saw it in person, we were like, oh my gosh, wait, this is actually really, really nice. So we go in, and it's like, wow, this looks nothing like the pictures, like, in a good way. And we go into the bedroom, and I'm like, Andrew, look under the carpet and see if there's wood. And he does. He's like, there's wood under me. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so we tell Megan, we're like, we want to put an offering on this house. She's like, okay, I think you should do this amount. And we're like, okay. And it was a little bit less than what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way they're going to accept, like, a low ball offer. We're going to have yeah. to go higher. But they accepted it. That's awesome. Yes. And so we got to meet the seller. So we learned about the history of the house. So it was born. It was born. <laughs> it, was it was definitely born. Born. <laughs> it was born in 1956. Sisters who lived here. Um and they like the house is kind of like two separate houses like there's ways to like block it off of like sliding doors and stuff mm-hmm. so they wanted like their own house kind of cut in half um but then a woman moved in and she was kind of older and she lived here until she went into hospice care last year and then she passed away so she didn't have many family members except for these like this couple mm-hmm. and so she left the house to them because that's the only people she had and so we got to meet them and they told us the history and they were so sweet and they left us a note and it made me cry and it's it's like welcome home this house has lived through tears and hugs and many bottles of wine and it is seeped through to the very foundation and we hope you enjoy it and they left us flowers and like crying in front of the realtor and andrew and they're like what's wrong i'm like read this note <laughs> so we were very lucky to get a house that has been loved and lived in and um we I was able to add the woman on Facebook the one that sold it to us so mm-hmm. being able to just connect with the history of the house was su- we got super lucky because nobody really ever leaves a note to the new homeowners like usually it's us sending it up to them like please accept our offer yeah <laughs> so, yeah it was really a unique situation we're super happy that we got this house 
Well, I'm so proud of you. And it's you. you have so many amazing milestones coming ahead. First one, yeah. homeowner. And then you're going to get married. I'm just watching you grow. And I, lo- I love that. Um, <laughs> you inspire the next generation of buying homes. Like, I don't, yeah. own, I don't own this home. Because I was like you when I was younger. I never wanted to rent. I wanted to own. I was never in the yeah. opportunity to buy a home. And now the price of homes is like this. Oh, my gosh. It's worth like a million dollars. I can't afford a million dollar mortgage. We just no. can't do it. Right. And like, like studio apartments in the city I live in go for 600,000. Oh my gosh. So it's just owning a home to us is just not priority, but we're asking everybody for money, uh, for the wedding. And then we're going to oh take my gosh, it. us too. All we're, we're, well, we're put, we're putting ours into a tax-free savings because in, in, in Canada, they can, it's a new account that, uh, tax-free savings for couples, uh, you can put up to 10 grand a year and then the government will contribute into it for first-time home buyers. So we, we were going to take all of the money we get from the wedding and after every, every, all the decor we sell and put it in there and that will go towards our, our first home. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're Since we're having a, a destination wedding, I know a lot of people aren't going to make it, so they're going to like feel bad and send us money and then we'll be out of our wedding debt that we're in. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, we're going to walk into the wedding debt with, uh, on our line of credit, I think probably five grand on our line wow. of credits. And we're just going to take the, whatever wedding money we have and mm-hmm. pay it off. That'll be paid off. That's not, that's not bad. I've seen I'm in like bride groups on Facebook and I joined this one. Okay. So I'm nosy. Yeah, join yes. this group called Big Budget Brides. I'm not a big budget bride, but yeah. I wanted to see what the heck was going on in that group. So I joined and it's like, what's your budget? And I'm like, a hundred thousand, but it's obviously not. Yeah, it made me want to throw up too. So I joined and there's all these like girls, they're so pretty. And I look at their profile and they just live in like Italy, but they're born in the US and they found a rich Italian husband. And they're mm. like, hey, brides, my budget is 650,000 for the venue. What's a good venue in Italy? And I'm like, what? What? I don't think, like, that's more than, that's like triple the price of my house. I can't imagine. And I, then I, then I left the group because I felt uncomfortable. I don't belong here. (laughs) So uh, I was originally at a wedding party. We stopped being friends throughout the pandemic because we were clearly never supposed to be friends. It was all circumstance. Uh, to why we were friends but um, I was knee deep into her wedding party because I was she had two maid of honors I was voted to be a maid of honor because I get shit done and her original maid of honor doesn't get shit done so her mom was paying for her wedding her wedding cost her sixty thousand dollars I don't know where the sixty thousand went said and done because she had no flowers she had no decor but she had a bouncy castle inside the venue what she had a bouncy castle oh gosh inside the venue and she had a mm. custom she had a custom dress made 10 grand it looks like it oh. came from david's bridal <laughs> oh good i just but it's, it's just kind of stuff like that and she'd be because then because at that time we were talking about she's like oh like it's just money and i'm like i don't have disposable income okay yeah something that's 500 dollars. i have to that is a quarter of my own, like, oh, I guess not anymore because I make more money. 
Like uh, one sixth of my pay, I get a month. Five hundred dollars is a lot of money to me, yeah. right? And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I just got these like running shoes. They're like six hundred dollars. It's fine. And I'm like, I got Kate Spade Keds on Facebook Marketplace for fifty dollars. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just sometimes it's gross and people just throw money around, especially they're like, oh, I have lots of money. Like, look at me. Um, something I've always say to Jason is because I used to do social media, I'm like, you know, they're poor, right? You know, this is on like their like eighth line of credit and they can't pay it <laughs> off. But if yeah. they, you don't know that you just look at the photo, like, look at me, look how happy I am. I'm in Turks and Caicos. Look at the blue water <laughs> again, eighth line of credit, like lots, mm-hmm. of, like lots of money. Cause there is a statistic in the States. If you had to take, get a thousand dollars out of your bank account today, not line of credit, not any investment, but just a thousand dollars cash flow. That would be hard for like fifty percent of people who just have a thousand dollars lying around. That's crazy yeah. to think about because a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. But anyways, let's go back to happier topics. Let's talk about the Sims. <laughs> okay, why we're here. So <laughs> you like you are famous to being, in my opinion, the best ASMAR. I always mess up by saying that building here. Okay what what created like what like what inspired you to start making asmar videos of sims builds okay so it was such a random idea and at first i did not think it would do well because i'm like this is so niche and weird like who is this gonna cater to so i'm like building like a lake and i have the volume all the way up which i usually didn't have that um i was like really into ASMR not like the whisper kind but like people like cutting soap and like little foam stuff I don't know yeah. it's, it's yeah. weird. it like puts me to sleep at night so I'm like how can I incorporate this in the sims like it's gonna be really hard I don't want to whisper that's like uncomfortable for me and a lot of other people so I'm like let me just like not add music to my videos and just turn the volume all the way up from the game and just see if that's like even a thing so I did that and I posted it and at first it didn't do that well maybe like 20,000 views which for me with my number of followers that was like less than one-fourth of my followers so that's not really good mm-hmm. so um then I started just doing it more because I felt like it had potential and finally they started getting like millions of views like okay so then I I kept putting hashtag sims asmr hashtag sims for asmr Mm -hmm. so that if people look it up all they will see is like me at the top because I started it technically Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people so whenever I say that it makes a couple people mad because they say you didn't start it other people did it so I like look into it and I'm like, okay, I'm looking up Sims ASMR and all I see are my videos. And I logged out of my account into like a new TikTok account and I look up yeah. Sims ASMR and all I see is Daniel Bills, Daniel Bills, Daniel Bills, and then a couple other creators who did it after I started and they like tag me for credit and stuff. I'm like, I there's nobody else. Like it's just me. So then I just look up like Sims and I see a video from like a couple months before I started. And it's like a person, a diff- they speak like Russian or a different language. And they have like, they sped up the video really fast and there's no music, just the game sounds. And they don't call it ASMR. 
they just do that. They don't call it Sims ASMR. They don't, mm-hmm. like, I translated all the comments, and, like, they're just like, wow, love your build. Like, nobody is like, ooh, ASMR. So I'm like, <sighs> I mean, technically, I guess I didn't start it, but I started Sims ASMR. Like, yeah, the Sims building ASMR, that, that, those words put together, I did mm-hmm. start that. Like, I know I did. Um, so anyway, a lot of people started also doing some building ASMR, which I don't mind. Like most of them tag me. A lot of people don't, but it's fine. I mean, just knowing that I have influence on people to want to copy me means that I'm doing something right. So it doesn't really bother me. (laughs) I, Hey, I love that. You literally ran so everybody else could walk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I get told all the time flattery is the best form of oh, no imitation is the best form of flattery yes I, yeah so, yeah so yeah, hey but that that's how trends start you have to start someone has to start somewhere someone started a not so berry which would have been um little simsy back in like 2017 it's taken uh-huh. off right yeah so I think you started a new generation of sims youtube videos because yeah, like it, normally it was speed builds, but there was always talking over or copy free yeah. music or legacy challenges. But it, this was yeah. different. And when I and when I when I came across you, I want to say back in like 2000, 2021. That's when I first started. Yeah, because yeah. I, I did that was before I had started this. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I used to watch like Kelsey and Peach K, James Turner, Delphini, and Little Simsy, like it was my full time job. And then I started seeing your stuff chart start trickling, and I was like, oh, cool, this fucking <laughs> community can do fucking anything. <laughs> I love this, this is awesome. <laughs> um, and I like, I, rem- I remember you building iCarly because I was like, stupid fucking <laughs> yeah I grew up on because it was nostalgic because yeah it was just cool to see that like oh my god like someone built the house like they're so talented like holy Aww. shit like they can do that stuff and it just kind of it it stems from there and then and then other people start to be like oh like let's like oh yeah like Daniel builds like she's like the it shit when it comes to ASMR and I was like I didn't even think you could do AMSAR in the sims and then I saw it was like makes sense 100% makes sense because that yeah. they, we know the sounds. If you have even put a fucking tile on anything, mm-hmm. you know the sounds. And I find it relaxing. I just find yes. it like soothing, like resting the mind. Like you said, like I, I'm an oddly satisfying Snapchatter. Where Me I'll, too. Like, every day I watch the, the cutting. I want to cut soap once in my life. Me too. I oh want to do it so fucking bad. Because like, I'm like, literally, as we speak right now, sorry to interrupt, but that's I, okay. I want to set up on a paint can and I just peeled all this paint off like I'm I I need to fidget with stuff like I'm listening to you but I need to be satisfied oh my god (laughs) that's the shit I live for or like you know the paint buckets and they take it down yes yes or the squishy foam and I'm just like (laughs) yes yes like that's the shit like I go to bed with every night just because it's just oddly it, it, it like me. lowers my heart rate it literally yeah. is like weird it's so weird it's just <laughs> or also this is another one that I like watching um they'll take a container and they'll put like all the smarties in a row or like oh you know, they you know, organize stuff. they organize it so like here is please excuse this Jacob doll we, we were talking we were talking about Barbie <laughs> 
<laughs> from this is uh my beautiful uh twilight new moon jacob love it but say like this is a box and it could fit like like one two three four five and they like put it in and you hear this oh. like i, I can't know. be i can't be that organized in my real life but like Me either oh i live for that shit Me too. I live for that shit so i my goal is at one point it before i turn 30 which is in a couple months is to cut soap and, and just like to peel it yeah (laughs) that's my sheet but it again it hey different strokes for different folks right my Mm -hmm. fiance looks at that he's like those dumb yeah whenever oh wait have you seen you might not have seen these these are like super niche what i love is on youtube sometimes they show up on tiktok it's like rug cleaning videos oh my god literally black they're so dirty they're black and then they spray it and they scrub it and all the dirt flying out with a squeegee oh those andrew okay that's when andrew was like okay danielle what are you watching like the soap he's like okay i get it but with the rugs he's like what why don't you go actually clean instead of watching this i'm like it's different it's different (laughs) we play the sims okay we we like watching other people clean (laughs) shit okay yeah oh that i also like uh spray painting roofs whether it's yeah. just like a, it all becomes one color or if they're doing lines on the like a parking lot and they just have the stencils and they're just going down with the paint oh my god like that's the shit i live for yes. i just find it just re- it just relaxes you for some mm-hmm. people it's like i like to watch documentaries or oh, i, I like or i like to read a book i'm like i want to watch somebody literally or the or amsar for like painting a rock or like yeah. when the, like that type of shit i love i also because i am if i had money i would i would be in, into fashion i look like i pick up my kid from yoga class every day because i'm always <laughs> in yoga pants and a baggy t-shirt but i Me love too. right it's just comfy but if, mm-hmm. if i had the money i love seeing designer versus model versus um celebrity so the designer making it the the model that wore it on the catwalk the celebrity walking I just that's always been like I live for that shit (laughs) but again different everybody has their own niche like it I now have people reaching out to me on this podcast being like me and my husband will be driving home from our cottage or anywhere and we'll listen to you and we and I'm just like Oh my gosh. Like this past year I was on people's uh Spotify raps. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's a that's a huge accomplishment. I, I was like and I was like I said that to somebody and I was like to clarify not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I did not I have I've never talked to this person. <laughs> <laughs> or I have somebody so who cool. uses this podcast and help and teaches English. Because oh these, these are like three-hour videos. It's three hours of just teaching English. I was just like. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. It's cool. Well, which leads me to Nard Villain, which we've talked about several times. Podcast friend, love him dearly. He's talked to me about taking a moment and celebrating milestones. That is something I had a hard time doing in the first, I want to even say the first two years of this podcast because I was just always on to the next task. But now mm-hmm. I've really stopped smell the roses and really appreciate when my fans which is still so gross to say that word out loud my my listeners reach out to me 
what is the moment to you? What was your biggest milestone and what, how did you celebrate that? I would say I hit 200,000 followers on TikTok. I baked a cake and I wrote with pink icing 200K. And um, I took, I had a little photo shoot and I like posted it on social media. And that was a really big milestone because I was stuck in the 100,000s for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to be focused on numbers, but I, it was just finally like, like I could breathe I was like finally I don't have to freaking look at this 198 and 199 for five more months straight like come on so I know followers like of course my followers matter because they're people or hopefully most of them are um but at the same time you have to celebrate I mean sometimes you have to focus on the numbers because at the end of the day that's what makes you like grow and gets you money if you do make money on social media um so like numbers do matter but at the same time they really don't I can tell Um, you as as a social media manager the numbers actually don't matter it's engagement mm -hmm. is the first engagement yeah I was a social media manager last year just for a little bit for a wedding photography videography company yeah Grew them from 2,000 to 7,000 followers because I made reels for them. Mm-hmm. And I guess for them, numbers do matter. Like, of course, like for a company, if you, when you start out, you only have like 20 followers, you don't look legit. Yeah. But once you have like a K, like 10K, it's like, okay, this like people know this brand. So, so numbers do matter, not really for creators, but like for companies, yes. Sometimes I don't know. I can't kind of yes and no. I how I've always looked at it when I helped out companies is it could be bots as who's following you. So I like to gauge. So say you have 5,000 followers and but your posts are only getting one or two likes. That means that tells me that okay, you're okay. That's well, yeah, that's yeah, obviously you don't bots. even have to. Yeah, it's bots, right? Yeah. So like I always say, I'm like, you want at least. 10% of whatever you're following is engaging, not on every post, but just certain ones. Yeah. Like, I mean, the algorithm can be your, could not be your friend as well. Yeah. You could, you could post stuff and it just never see it or be shadow banned. That's a big problem right now. A lot of people are starting to get shadow banned for no yeah. reason. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it, you're, you're right to except for certain things for clothes, makeup, hair, it's kind of the more stuff. Yeah. People go by followers, but if you're just like, jim bob's restaurant it's interesting because i would go more by engagement and reviews more than i would go instagram reviews are also very important because i look at reviews before i go places all the time so like a good example is if you're a good mechanic and you're on instagram because your kid made you go on instagram and you have like 100 followers i would trust them more than a company that has like 5,000 because mechanics are not going to have a big Instagram presence yeah for mechanics because they're too busy running stuff so it's it's interesting to see like the different s- stuff that yeah. it, it, it can make or break like like you said like wedding photographer makes sense you want to have the most people the most reach because mm-hmm. that's universal but if it's like a small like the, like the company I used to work for like we we sat at like 2,000 followers to me that was amazing because those were 2,000 local no bots 
followers and it, they engaged with us. Mm-hmm. But 2000 for me on Stassi, I'd be like, oh my God, I've lost so many followers. What me the fuck did I do? <laughs> but it, it, de- yeah. it depends on, I think it depends on every situation, but that actually leads me to one of my final questions is advice. Which, what advice would you recommend to anybody wanting to start TikTok and growing as as fast as you were able to do? So, unfortunately, let me start off on a bad note and then I'll go into the good, happy advice. Unfortunately, not everyone can do what I did. I was very lucky. Mm-hmm. You can copy everything I did to a T and you might not grow as big as me you might not grow at all all your videos might get two views Mm -hmm. like it's all about luck also if you're if you're consistent and you persist eventually you'll get somewhere I was just lucky to get a big head start Mm -hmm. um and I wasn't expecting it so don't go into it like content creation thinking you're gonna end up like Will Simsy in a week that takes years. Like, um, it, it's hard. It is super hard. If you don't love, like, if you don't have a, an eye for social media and like analytics, and if you don't know anything about it, it's also going to be hard for you because you have to have like, like I've been on social media since I was 11, literally. I got an Instagram when I was 11 years old. So I've, I've seen how everything grows and changes. I know how everything works kind of basically, I like to think that I do. So if you're new to social media and you're new to content creation, just know that you're not going to grow overnight, probably. Maybe you was extremely lucky. I was so lucky and I'm so thankful that that happened. But it does not happen to everyone. But as long as you make good, high-quality content... And high quality doesn't mean you have to have a million dollars set up. Like you can literally like film with your phone. Just make sure it's not shaky or blurry. Make sure graphic settings are, you know, less than, I mean, higher than like the lowest setting. Um, You don't have to spend a thousand dollars to do what I do. You just have to be consistent. Um, Don't post five times a day and then not post for two weeks. You can post once every couple of days and spread it out across those two weeks. Like, um so as long like I said as long as you love what you do people are going to notice that and they're going to like you for that they're gonna be like oh this person really I can tell that they enjoy what they're doing and I like what they're doing too let me follow them and like their videos um also engaging with other accounts that are in your niche like commenting and giving them like a positive message um that really helps because then you make friends Mm-hmm. And that's always great. And then maybe they can recommend you. Like I get so many tags on TikTok all the time because people like in other people's comments, they're like, do you have any, you know, shells of houses? And they're like, I don't, but Danielle Bills does. So like, you know, making yourself known, you can do that yourself just by messaging and commenting on people's videos and you can get free promo just like that. Um, There's a lot more I could say. I could talk about it all day because it's so much information <laughs> Um, but the gist of it is make sure you love what you're doing. Do not go into it for the money. That's just a little benefit. That's just a teensy tiny part of it. The main thing is consistency, love what you do and 
you can't give up if one video doesn't do well or if 10 videos don't do well or if 100 videos don't do well. Keep going and eventually the work will pay off. One day it will. Even if it's not in a year or two, it will. I promise it will. Well, Danielle, that is such amazing advice. Please listen to Danielle. Everything she said was true, especially when you're, you're starting off because everybody's wants to be the next little Simsy and it takes work a lot, a lot of work and you've got to find your niche and you've got to do something that makes you stand out from everybody yes. else. You can't do the same, not so berry challenge. It's, it's going to, it's not going to, it's not going to stand out. So listen to Danielle. That's such amazing advice. I want to thank you so much for coming here today. It was an absolute blast getting to know you. I would love to have you back, obviously for season three, since this is a season mm -hmm. finale, but I would love to have you on the real life. If you had so chose to, to talk about social media and talking about what it's like, what it's like to be a bigger social media person and the dark sides of it and the good sides of it. Cause there's both. Oh yes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. but that's definitely something that hopefully that podcast will already be, be out by now because y'all know I like to film seven months out, but, <laughs> um, Danielle, again, thank you so much for coming. Why don't you tell everybody, um, where we can find your work? Thank you so much. And thank you so much for inviting me. I had so much fun. I feel like we're best friends. Like we right. just vibe very well together. So that was great. Um, also, all my socials are at Danielle Builds. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E Builds. Um, I have basically every social media that exists. I have an Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I was on Reddit, but I got suspended for no reason. So I'm not on Reddit anymore. Um, Patreon, Twitter. But my main three are TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And you, so. have, and you have merch. Because you just oh, had yes. a new merch drop. Yeah, I dropped a little, um, very basic. My first merch collection was like mental health related. It's called Love Yourself. But the one I dropped yesterday is just a little plum bob on a hoodie and t-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Please go check out Danielle Builds. Uh, you are absolutely amazing. Aww. I'm so happy that we act we, we got to do this and our paths yeah. crossed. Uh, I cannot wait for you to send me a picture of your wedding dress after this. Cause, I'm like, about I, to. I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Um, I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you again for being the season finale. I, I want to take a minute and I want to thank everybody for coming on this journey with me this season. It has been a roller coaster. It has been so much fun getting to know so many amazing simmers and just having so many important conversations that we need to continue to have. I love you guys so, so, so much. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, I could not do this without you. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. Do not worry. This season three will come around sooner than you think. And if you want to come and be interviewed on season three, um, please just send me an email, message me. I have enough spots for everybody. Uh, but there will be one more season finale, which will be next week, which will be the season finale roundtable. So please stay tuned for that. And I just want to thank everybody for coming here today and, you know, getting to know more about Danielle builds and total log with me. And I feel like by the time this is done, it's going to be over a hundred episodes this season. Of what oh I've my been, goodness. What I've been <laughs> able to pull out of a hat. So 
I cannot wait to see you guys again in season three. And thank you guys for coming along my journey. And I want to thank Daniel Builds for coming here today to be my season finale guest. Thank you. And thank you so much if you listen this far. I've I've always thought about doing a podcast, but I don't think I could ever do it. It's just so such a unique thing. And I'm you're so talented to like be able to know how to do a podcast and just that's so cool. That's so cool. And I look up to you because this is like very unique and amazing and I'm just so proud of how far you've come and thank you for asking me to be on this podcast oh I know I'm not a crier I will thank you I I the whole goal of this back was in the pandemic was to bring the community closer together and get to learn more about the creator we're not just we're not just sims people we are we have lives yeah we're not just like bots that throw up videos every day we're humans who like have emotions <laughs> <laughs> exactly well Daniel, thank you so much for the sweet kind words you yeah. are an amazing part of this community and it, and it would not be the same without you so thank you for everything you do you have so many amazing supportive fans we love what you do continue up with the fantastic work and i want to wish you the best of uh best of luck with everything come we're gonna we're still gonna be we're still gonna be friends this isn't ending yeah. after this podcast <laughs> but uh yes. i want to wish you the best of luck for 2024 and by the time this yeah. comes out, we gonna have another ring on this finger, <laughs> which I'm so excited about, but it's gonna fly back and be like, that felt like yesterday. Right. <laughs> uh, but Danielle, absolute pleasure. Thank you again for coming here. Thank you. Thank you to my listeners. You guys are amazing. And I love everybody and stay kind and stay positive. And the most person you need to be kind to is to yourself as well. So anyways, love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye everyone. Bye.